Welcome to this special episode of the Good Stuff Podcast, which we're calling Podcasters Podcasting on Podcast Stuff. Brought to you by me, Izzy, Mikey, our editor, and Becky Hawkes, Academic Director of Middle School at Headington Rye. So this is a slightly unusual podcast. Um, today we've got Izzy back in the house. We've got Mikey with us and we've got Becky Hawkes. Becky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. You're very, very welcome. So you asked us to put a podcast together um, to promote uh, something you're doing at Eddington Rye. So do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Yes. And then I'll tell you a bit more about us. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. So um, we are going to be offering a really exciting new course at Headington starting this September. And so um, the pupils are in that process of making the decision, most of them, about their GCSE courses. And this is not a GCSE course, but it's an alternative qualification. Lots of schools are moving towards alternative qualifications. This one is called, um, it's a certificate in digital media skills. Um, and we're going to be focusing on podcasting. Um, and what the pupils have to do is they have to uh, develop, create, execute, produce um, at least three to four podcasts in a series. Um, now, I thought it was really important to come to the experts to find out what that, what podcasting is like in real life, what kind of skills people need, and actually what are the very many benefits of learning to podcast and the process of content creation in that way and how that can filter into later life. It doesn't have to necessarily be becoming podcasters, but um, that's really why I'm here. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to see me. Totally welcome. It sounds really exciting. Do you have any questions for us? And then we'll attempt to answer them correctly. I have loads of questions Amazing, for you. Perfect. So I want to start at the beginning. And uh, obviously you have a successful podcast, uh, which I've listened to and I love. Um, and I just want to start with, you know, why did you decide to do a podcast in the first place? Whose idea was it? And what can you tell me about it? So this all came about during lockdown. Um, I was, uh, I live on my own. So I was at home on my own a lot, watching a lot of telly, eating far too much food. Uh, watching too much Netflix. Um, and I, I was watching a lot of bad news at the time. Obviously, things weren't great. And I realised that there was a lot of good news and a lot of good things going on. You just don't get to hear enough about them. So you can go and find them on the internet, but you've got to search for them. But there just wasn't a, a lot of good news out there. And so I sort of thought, could I give this a try? I hadn't really done podcasts before. It was new to me. I'd listened to them, but I hadn't done them. And then Izzy came along, I think she was my third choice. Yes. But she was the only one that said yes. I don't believe it. She was the only one that said yes. And then, yeah, and then we decided to, uh, well, it it also stemmed from a newspaper called The Happy Newspaper. Did I get that right? I always get this wrong. It's called The Happy News, I think. Um, And it's a newspaper that comes out quarterly. um, And it's just full of good news stories from across the world. And it's a brilliant little paper and then um it sort of led from there really we just we had good news stories of our own we had situations happen that we wanted to talk about and things we were struggling with in our lives and that's sort of how it came about really so it was more of a conversation sat in front of a microphone which is basically what a podcast is and you're inviting people in to have a conversation with you and, and listen except they can't talk which is great because that means i can do all the talking <laughs> <laughs> um I think I think that's so true. It really is. It's conversation. And I think that's what I really love about your podcast because it feels like such a natural conversation. It feels like you're listening to friends talking about things which are just wonderful and delightful and sometimes absurd. Um, but it is <laughs> just always, sometimes, just way, sometimes. Um, but, 
Um, but obviously there's so much more involved in the process than just that. And I think that's really what I want to get across to the pupils that, you know, and to their parents as well, that um, podcasting isn't just recording your voice or just having a chat with someone else. There's a huge amount of planning and development and technical um, work that goes into it. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to be questioning you on in a minute. But um, I wondered how your previous professional experience, you know, your backgrounds personally before you started this venture um, came into play with this podcast production. So I, when, when you did say, when, when, as you said in the story, when you wanted me to start a podcast with you, I did it just for fun. Good. That's a result. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll say yes, because you're not going to stop badging me if I don't. Um, so my approach to it was, I'll just give it a go. Let's see what happens. Um, but when we started it, I then actually realised the point, as in you can um, say things in a particular way, which will then influence how people then react to you. And what I've been doing in the past career-wise has all been, you know, completely on the media scene. And so whatever I've done, it's always then contributed somehow um, to an outcome. So, for example, I've worked in film, I've worked in TV. Um, I've very recently been doing a fair bit of um, agency work where it's lots of branding and communications and trying to make sure you get the right message to the right person. And that's where, literally speaking and saying things that you think and having a discussion with someone about it and sort of, I say, coming up with a plan for how we do it. That has been like a, such a like clear-cut, straightforward way to get what you want to say directly to the person who you want to say it to. And so that's been my interesting kind of take on how podcasting has worked for me because I've tried all these other different ways of getting messages to people and actually just literally saying something and trying to sort of create a story which you then say verbally is really fun. I mean, I've done a lot of theatre as well, and you've done a fair bit of this too. Yeah, and I think it's fair which, to say neither of us, sorry to interrupt, neither of us had any professional qualifications. Well, there weren't any of those qualifications around when no, we were doing not qualifications. Really. That's the point. But we both do have a, I mean, I have a slightly theatrical background, you have a film background. We're both quite outgoing, but that's not essential. You don't have to be outgoing. You just, and also the first time you do it, do it it's always a bit, we were a bit, I mean, we laughed a lot before we hit record, um, and that sort of helped. That sort of broke the ice. And, and I think you can really tell that with our first one. Yeah. So, but no, neither of us had any professional qualifications, but we had both had a background in that sort of area. I think I've got a maths GCSE and a French GCSE, neither of which have helped me in this podcast. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't Yet. get them. Who knows? We're waiting for the French episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we both speak French, actually. So, yeah. Did you just do? I did more than that. I did more yeah. than two GCSEs. What about you, Mikey? Oh, yeah. So, I am. I, my job is I'm a podcast producer. That's what I do. And I do like social media management, mostly of comedians. So all most of the podcasts are all comedy based. Um, again, I didn't have any qualifications going into it. I just I just sort of started learning. I always was interested in like different softwares when I was when I was younger. So I learned like a lot of the Adobe Creative Cloud stuff. And like you were talking earlier about, uh, they're called DAWs, stuff like Logic Pro and uh, Ableton. So I was kind of, I kind of knew how to use them anyway, roughly, and then. Um, I started doing some comedy shows with a friend of mine from Winchester, which is where I'm from. And uh, he just asked me out of the blue to produce a podcast. And so I Fly said, by yes. the sea of your pants. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was easy because there was no listeners at the time. Oh, okay, so perfect. There was no real <laughs> Nothing pressure. To lose. But it just, yeah, then I just, I, I just started doing it more and got better at it. And now it's become my job. 
there is a lot of work that goes into podcasts and I'm fairly like small scale, but some of the, some of the podcasts I've like worked with or, you know, know people that work on them, there's, there's, there's a massive budget behind it. And it's, uh, yeah, some people are making a lot of money out of podcasts as well. You can tell the difference from all of the podcasts that you listen to. Can you, can you tell the difference, Mikey, between something which has a load of money behind it and something which is actually just cleverly done? Don't say ours. <laughs> <laughs> some t- you can tell the difference between a, a bunch of friends that have gone, I think we'd be good at doing a podcast. And they do a podcast. I know this is awful. But then a lot of the ones you listen to that are doing very well, like they had they had massive companies behind them from the start, so they were always going to have an audience there for them anyway. It's hard; it's really hard to build an audience if you're just if it's fresh. It's is a really difficult thing to do. The amount of time that you do a podcast consistently is, and the consistency is the key. Actually, like if you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm being told off. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you are. That's subtly. I know. Thanks. Perfect. This is slightly off script a little. I say script. My and my questions, but because you said that there is a difference, you can tell there's a difference. One of the questions that the people's once they're evaluating their podcast, which is ten percent of their assessment, they have to once they've completed their series, they have to answer significant questions in detail about the success and areas for improvement. One of them was. How did you ensure the podcasts were produced with a professional approach? And I think that's quite a subjective term. And I wondered if that at all is the impression you get when you're listening and you go, well, that doesn't sound professional. It just sounds like a few friends sitting around their phone or something. I don't know. Uh, well, how how what, how do I make sure it's well? No, I wonder produced? what you think professional approach is because you're oh, saying okay. you can tell right. the difference between something which has got a lot of money yeah. behind it, and I wonder if that's part of the production values and. Well, kind of, I, mm, I guess what a lot of it is the behind the scenes stuff, though. It's not really like you listen to it and go, "Oh, this is professional. This isn't professional," but. Like you can tell a non-professional. Again, I'm not. Having a, I'm not. Having <laughs> just to be clear, oh, like, just to be clear, he's yeah, not yeah, staring yeah. at me when I, he does I, this. No, no, no. It feels like he's just but staring at me. Sounds like I'm attacking you, but I'm not. I don't feel attacked. It's fine. But you can you can tell if the if the podcast is coming out irregularly. Irregularly? How do you say that word? Not regularly. Not regularly. Irregularly. Every day is a school day. I thought it was not regularly. Not regularly. Irregularly. Okay. Answers on a postcard. Yeah. If the podcast is coming out irregularly, very yeah. good, well done. Um, that sometimes no, you're right. It does. Signifies but not in all the cases. behind the scenes. Yeah. They don't have a team that's helping them organise, get the guests. They don't have someone trying to, you know, that's pushing them to go right. You know, you've got a podcast coming out on Tuesday. You should be recording this by Friday at the latest. Stuff like that. So it's not about the sound you're getting necessarily. Not really. I think you could re- record a podcast like on anything. The you can get pretty good equipment for like pre- quite cheap actually that can give you almost the same sound quality like a professional audio engineer engineer might notice the difference but everyone listening at home because it's compressed when you after you record a podcast you compress it to a really small file size so that it can be streamed and once it's compressed the the, the like difference in quality between a 500 pound microphone and an 80 pound microphone is really not is it part of also i came in here and this is quite it's not intimidating but it's the first time sitting in front of a microphone like this and maybe that you know that probably elevates the experience i don't think it would be the same even if i you know if i could record it say on a an iphone i wonder if that the the experience of being in this environment 
So when we were when we first recorded, we had one microphone, one microphone Did attached you? to my yeah. laptop. So it was two of us. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, either we were within inches of each other. Like it was like we were on a dinner date. It was kind of weird. Heard, that was just <laughs> yes. on a bus. And, <laughs> but weirdly, having that closeness and being so close to one another, it kind of it builds that sort of it. Yeah, it builds yeah. the sort of rapport on what we're talking about. And it's much easier. And it, this is the first time, in all fairness, we've recorded at a table. We nearly always record on the sofa or in an armchair. Um, yeah. So and we, I mean, our kit is not expensive. Our kit all came in under about 300 pounds so you know and i record on this tiny little machine so it's not um obviously we have yeah, a bigger setup a today he um, <laughs> looks like a dj but it's essentially the you same like yeah it does like a dj <laughs> yeah. I love all the bright lights. yeah they don't do anything really <laughs> they just, <laughs> they just, just look nice lights. just to be clear so what you're saying is it's not the kit it's the people yeah so it's it us is. basically I, I thank you well so, done yeah. Yeah. i think i might it's just put words in your mouth that counts it is the content but i do agree with mikey consistency is key and we promise we will try and be a bit more consistent if you listen if you ever listen to us um, my next question is how did you prepare for the very first episode and I know you sort of touched upon that but it kind of feeds in to a, a later question which I might uh, add in here but did you prepare and how has your preparation if it has um, changed over the time that you've been producing the series well it's pretty organic I'd say um, yeah. our very first one was just let's so literally suck it and see let's see what happens we know we've got the good stuff as a you know, as a beginning. And I think the beginning really was a beginning. We didn't even have a particular topic to talk about, but we were using the newspaper and we were kind of going off of what each other was saying about the beginning of a podcast. So it was kind of like an introduction to the whole thing more than anything else. Yeah. And we, I mean, we did have one section, which I think is still still going, which is the random finger of good news. And we, yes, and we kept that because that was great because that sort of padded for quite a while. So we did that. Yeah. We did that once we found the paper because we lost it on and the first as episode. We started to do a few more we realized this is why i think this is probably quite a good one because as i say we, we well kevin i have come from a non-professional perspective we sort of learned as we do it and um, so therefore we could actually give advice for okay maybe a good idea is you know do this and plan beforehand what we realized was actually it's really nice to sort of cut things up into particular episodes and so we kept on sort of coming up with new ideas of things that we could do which then meant that we weren't just chatting for ages about something vaguely generic that we decided beforehand we would actually try and make that subject fit into the random finger of good news fit into all of our extra bits AIAI and all of those and I think for us so, the podcast is quite personal in the sense that it's yeah. about us and what we're going through so we had themes predominantly just so we could have something to research and something to look into and you know and, but then and, have our own personal perspective but then we had it. our own personal perspective and interestingly of it. they always tend to be Weirdly, quite different. Very, very different. Yeah, it normally ends up with so, both of us bickering, which you don't hear most of the time. So, yeah. um, this is sort of joined to that—the kind of idea of starting out and 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 what. But did you seek any advice from anyone before starting out, or have you since? Yes, I sought advice from Mikey, oh. and he gave me a document which I then ignored. I didn't ignore it. <laughs> I don't remember what was on that. It was That's a general rule in life: seek advice, ignore it. Gen, gen, don't do that. Genuinely, a really no. It was really good. It was it was bullet points about what to do and what not to do. Also for us, because we were doing it ourselves, where do we sit? How close do we go to the mic? You know, and all that sort of thing. And also uh, about stings, which I've just learned is actually the word, not slices. I keep. I think I, whenever I do Pick. my edit notes, I call them Pick. slices. Do is you? this connected yeah. to audio branding that I was also yes. unsure about? Yeah. Yes. yeah, absolutely. Which I know nothing about. Um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Um, so yeah um right you did so you so, you sort of advice from um from mikey 
did you, sorry, have you since asked for any feedback and whose feedback have you accepted and how have you, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yes. The short answer to that question is yes, yes, we have. And we normally ask for it at the end of every podcast because the whole point of our podcast is that it is interactive. We don't know how many people are listening. Um, Even if it's two people, you know, hopefully the odds are one of them will email. It'll be my mother or your mother. Um, (laughs) More your mother, to be honest. Your mother and my sister. Yeah. But no, it's it's really useful because some people say, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I mean, again, you can ignore it if you don't, if you're not interested. But um, some people, the the best kind of feedback from our point of view is why people say we really like that segment because then we'll keep it. So I think there's a balance which that with with, with the course or the qualification that pupils have to try to prove they've done because the idea of the natural flow of conversation it would be is 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 what makes your particular podcast really really appealing they have to demonstrate some sort of storytelling some Mm. there's quite a lot of research they they can choose almost any genre but you know it might be current affairs it might be history it might be politics it could be comedy they can they'd have to be bold bold. it can be yes do Do bold. they can do they can do it on murder mysteries if they want to but there's a certain element of of personal research that has to go in which demonstrates that they've done their homework and then they do really need to show that they have given a thought if not I don't think there's any requirement for individual sort of line scripting in any way because I don't think that would that would work. But a sense of them having a structure, have you prepped, and 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 what they expect, and also I think they there's an element of being able to then through their editing process think about how that has worked and um, and then how that will feed into the next one. For example, that kind of continuity is something that they that they need to to try to build in. That's it's mentioned quite a few times in the in the spec with what you were just saying I'd say that actually that is very very similar to an exam really where you do as much prep as you possibly can beforehand but then you don't ever get to take any of your materials into the exam with you so this Great is analogy. sort of a bit like an exam yes because you're going in with stuff that you had already thought about beforehand but then now it's live now you've just got to say it without now we're good to taste basically. it yeah. 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 yeah and it's the same kind of thing how 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 well have you prepped beforehand in order to be able to deliver something without any well, that's also quite interesting, is it? Because, you know, you said regurgitate, but I was listening to another podcast the other day. How dare you? I know, you did. What How dare you? I won't name it. But there was a particular, it was a podcaster interviewing a podcaster oh. in this particular situation. And they were talking about this process and they were talking about, um, they're both people who are involved in the development of, you know, people's professional skills and often coming with a sort of sense of building their confidence and that sort of thing. And they were talking about how on one of their steps on their program of improvement, they were asking people to podcast. And even if it meant getting it, you know, just together with their friends and uh, and to talk through, you know, their particular targets or aspirations or whatever. And um, the, the word that they used was kind of rigor and synthesis. So rather than regurgitation, it was this idea that only through the methodical conversation and kind of detailed development of uh, I suppose chats but you know ultimately verbalizing something do you really start to synthesize it does it does it start yeah. to become, and absorb it yeah. yeah so so there were great there were great benefits I think to exploring an idea or a genre or a topic of interest um, in this way and presumably they're doing it with other people aren't they it's not going to yes. be their very yeah. own ones they're no. doing it with other, other people yeah so how to actively listen yeah. that's quite well, yeah. that's a learning skill most definitely he says going very quiet but no i mean when, when we've seen different when we've approached different topics that we don't know a lot about actually the 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 
biggest part for us is reading about it but then actually we learn a lot more when we actually talk about it and we discuss it so yeah we do there is a there is a fair amount of prep and i think michael was talking about being consistent continuity which is something we're still working on i mean you don't get perfect overnight um i don't know if we've already asked i've already asked this but actually uh, it sounds like you record everything in just one go but do you and i suppose an, an extra uh, part of this is do you ever record portions at different times and then edit them together um and i suppose have you ever got halfway through a podcast and then just had to stop and start again generally we try to record it in one sitting only because if we stop and start we we uh, we've both got quite short-term memory so we just forget where we were <laughs> and obviously we can refer back to our notes which are you know sometimes more sparse than others but um generally it's in one sitting um if for some reason both of us need a bit of a break or we're dealing with something a bit more intense or something that's quite personal we might take a bit of a break bit of a breather and then we'll pick it up again but i think i've only ever sent mikey two recordings for one episode but it's all once in the same evening but it's, it's all in the same evening. sometimes and you do a b-roll don't you like yeah uh, yeah, yeah. So that'll be all the bits that go wrong and we we'll, yeah. might splice some of those in. sometimes they're cut in yeah not well, always <laughs> there was definitely one episode where we realized well where you realized that we um i don't know two-thirds of the way in we'd start to talk about something which would really go near the beginning so that was a that was pretty much the only thing that I could think of where we really didn't do anything in the right order. Yeah, and then it was up to um, Mikey to basically, and um, me, when I do the editing, oh, to put it back in the right order. there's been a few technical issues, haven't there? When we realised it stopped recording. Always keep an eye on your equipment. Always keep an eye on your equipment. Where were yeah. we? And so then we just literally start again. Is it possible to do that, though? If you end up going, well, actually, that whole final portion really needs to go at the beginning. Is it possible to edit that seamlessly? I'm looking at Mikey because... Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. I don't know how he does it. It's like a dark magic. It's amazing. (laughs) Actually, that's Uh, kind of the next question. That's actually the hardest part of the whole job is finding, I think for the, you know, for the people creating the content, for the people speaking, that it's hard to find like ins and outs. You know, you always want to, it doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, but if you have breaks, if you have ad breaks, you always want to go on a good out so that, one people come back and listen and it just sounds it just sounds professional if, they, if you end on a laugh or something like they yeah. usually end on a laugh note end on up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah try to cutting in and and changing the order is very difficult and i think we've only yeah. done that once in a significant way yes but a lot of the, some of the other one of the other podcasts i Ooh, do do it the all, other all the time and it is really different. <laughs> name them and yeah. shame them. Name them and shame them. Out of curiosity, why do you think they do that? Is it because they, they're not flowing as when they're having the well, conversation? Well, I'll tell you what I do, actually, and this is probably good advice, is don't, if you're recording an interview with someone, don't, it, and, and you intend it to be cut down to a certain length, don't record it into, I don't know how to word this, but yeah, you, you shouldn't be cutting more than 20% of what was recorded. Perfect. Yes. With that in mind, I'm aware that this is supposed to be about 20 minutes and we've probably already been talking for 20 minutes. So Good point, if not yeah. more. So I will, I will, this is um, uh, a kind of open question, still sort of Mikey based, I think, but it is, um, what does happen uh, after the, the podcast ends? What, what do you have to do? What, how, in terms of editing, producing, what is the process that you go through? Is it just you um, or is it a com- you know, combined effort? Well, I guess it depends on how. For this particular podcast, I, I suppose I'm more of an editor than a producer. So, you know, kind of depends. But the usual way is you would, you would probably try and record on, you'd have two, 
And again, I'm sorry because I I know that you don't do this, but I'm just for, for the I'm just making I'm making copious amounts yeah. of notes. No, no, no. Yeah. note what, to when, self: well, what needs to do better don't next do time. That. But it's fine. You don't have to. But preferably, you would record on separate microphones so you would get your however many. Let's say there's three people speaking. You get your free. They'll be recorded as a thing called a .wav file, and then you take them and you put them into whatever. DAW you're using. Can I ask what DAW stands for? Oh, it's Digital Audio Workstation. I've been egging to ask that for the last 20 minutes. I love the acronyms. That's amazing. More of those, please. So (laughs) you put it into that. It could be Logic Pro. It could be Adobe Audition. And then you're either following a format guide. Uh, Sometimes you don't need to. If you're doing it regularly, you don't really need to follow that. Or someone's giving you edit notes. And then you just, you sync up all of your web files so they're all, everyone's perfectly in sync. Apply any, like, noise and deesser and all of that all of these plugins trim it up and then export it is it more annoying for you to not produce it yes because is, is that like, like is that like somebody's it? hovering over a designer going put that bit there put that bit there put that bit there is that more annoying uh, or is it quicker it really depends i don't know i guess the thing we're producing is you know you know what it is because you kind of you kind of give them the ideas before they even go and record it and you're all you're on you're all on completely the same page yeah there's a format that they're following that you've kind of come up with so you know you've done it so you know it will so you can edit it in the most efficient way and it can go out in the most efficient way um well the people have got to do it all so they've got so they're doing they're going to be the voice they are going to be doing all the technical element as well but yeah, and maybe well, that's easier in some yeah point. it is i think if you because um like this for example what we're recording right now will be really easy for me to edit because i remember the conversation i think when you're just given a file it is quite hard sometimes don't worry everyone gives me a file that's not just you <laughs> uh, but when, when you're just given a file sometimes it's a lot harder I'd love to just see your face when you're editing our podcast. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I just, just to see it. You just grimacing, going, oh, no, no not this. No, no, no. I want to know if you're laughing because a lot of them oh, are please, comedy. Please say yes. I want to you know what's funny, though, actually? You actually I don't, the <laughs> I, all of the podcasts I edit are comedy podcasts. I'm like, I don't, I don't laugh, ever. Oh, really? It's really weird. Oh, good, oh. so it's not just us. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't for some weird reason. I'm a little bit like a film sometimes. I know something's funny and I'm appreciating its funniness, but yeah. I won't actually externally laugh. If I watch, even if I watch a stand-up special on Netflix or something, I'll never order you're quite, laugh. You're, like, you're on a podcast, aren't you? And you're quite dry. You're the sort of... Yeah. Yeah, you're quite... But they laugh at you. I mean, they're laughing I know with people you. They're laugh laughing at me, with you. It's usually for the for very, yeah. They're laughing with you. They're no, laughing with you. I think they're definitely you. laughing at me. I think they are laughing at you, yeah. <laughs> um, a sort of broader sort of philosophical, if you want to go on that, is there anything that you've learned, apart from obviously the technical, the the, the, the physical production, the, you know, the reality of it, is there anything else that you feel that you've learned through producing an, uh, a podcast series either about yourself or each other or, you know, or um, about the wider world, I don't know. <laughs> um, for me, collaboration. So being able to work with a lot of different people from different walks of life um, and also sort of understanding what each other are talking about and sort of getting to grips with it and also not being afraid to disagree um, and have that oh, on the podcast. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, and I, I've just, I know this sounds really odd, but I've just really enjoyed talking to other people without that fear of people. It's not like being on stage, you know, it's not, it's not as nervous That's as that. That's a good point. You are um, just talking to me and yeah, that seems yeah. like a nice, safe space. Yeah. 
And for some but people, that that, that may be the first time they've ever sort of talked openly like that in front of other people and knowing it's being recorded. And it's, yeah, it's it's boosted my confidence. And Mikey said this, it's not just the podcast. There's so much more that goes around it. It's the social media aspect of it, which is, I guess, where you have quite a lot of social media stuff to do. And and it's that. So that's, that's the interacting bit for me. It's brilliant. But on Instagram and getting messages, direct messages, suggestions. And actually some really, a couple of really sweet messages about people that um, are quite lonely. And they're saying it's just like having somebody else in the room to have a conversation with well, and learning stuff we don't it's know, amazing when so, they learn stuff yeah. i love it every yeah. day is a school day yeah on the rock school website with their promotional material or the explanation they've said it's called the phenomenon of um of the 21st century podcasting um and what and and do you think do you think why is it why has podcasting become so huge it's a good question mikey <laughs> I think it's because when you if you do a podcast or if you listen to a pod- podcast you kind of like develop a relationship with the person who's or people who are speaking and it's it's so much more personal than a TV show or a movie or anything so you like I mean it's why there's so many but it's, I'm going back to the consistency thing again but that's why you know <laughs> if you speak to someone Noted. every week at a certain time it's kind of quite comforting if and you're on your commute you kind of know and that was so nice people every you know every other Wednesday we know that we're going to get another instalment from exactly them. It's yeah, easy enough we, to do, do that, that you can, like, that so many people do do it, so, you know, for, like, years and years, every Wednesday or whatever. So you just build a relationship with with your listeners and for the listener, the person you're listening to. People have developed quite, a, like, a personal uh, relationship with the podcast that they listen to. Um, it, audiobooks are on the rise massively, and so, you know, people have, like, been listening to things. on. And I think podcast is just the next thing. Um, it's fine to have your headphones on as you go about your daily stuff. People do that more and more now. And I've actually found it quite interesting that people aren't paying attention to screens quite so much. It's listening to things. And I think it's actually really quite good because it engages another part of your brain and it must be better for you to engage with something that's like heard, not seen on a screen. I completely agree. Can I put you on the spot? Me? Yeah. Oh, go on. If you were going to produce or create a podcast, what would it be on? Oh, I'm that's tricky. Um, I think I didn't study history at school. So when I was doing my GCSE choices back in year nine, which was a long, long time ago, I, for whatever reason, I didn't really like my history teacher. And for that reason, which was very unwise at the time, um, I decided not to study history. And a lot of the podcasts that I do listen to up aside from yours, um, do you centre on history okay. so I, and listen to something called England in the 18th century and um, and something called Empire with William Dalrymple um, but you know and again I often do listen to them whilst I'm doing mm. something you know something else might be you know some housework or the evening whatever um, and uh, and I love history and I feel like that so I, so I possibly would would choose an era of history of particular interest, maybe yeah. the Renaissance or something like that, and maybe Renaissance theatre. I don't know. And I would, I would, and I would like to do something on that because I think I'd enjoy the research around that, and I would love the opportunity to use the platform um, of a podcast to have the opportunity to invite people that I would yeah, love to that talk you'd like to. to interview. Yeah, so yeah, as yeah absolutely. Interest, so. Do it, do yeah, it. I mean, maybe yeah. I should. Yeah, absolutely. The HHE podcast is one of my friend's brother's podcasts. Self promo. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, maybe I will, but. And I've I've actually listened to almost one episode, and it's a very clever. They've actually created this auto generator thing, which um, comes up with a subject matter, and then the era in which that subject matter 
could happen. And um, so they do this auto generation where they've, you know, decided it's going to be socks in the, you know, 1400s or something. <laughs> and the next episode will be them talking about socks in the 1400s. Oh, um, cool. And you know, because they auto generate it, you know what the next one's going to be about. Um, so that, you know, by the, whenever it is, so how often it is. But, yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of quite clever, but it's also a lovely random approach to history. Yeah. So I think that's quite cool because, you know, other, the subjects that you were saying in this, but you're like, oh, okay, so that's, that's quite a big breadth. It could be anything that people could talk about, you know, what, what bit are you going to go into? Whereas, yeah, I like the fact that these guys obviously appear to like zoom right in on something quite random. And I suppose the people could be quite, they can be quite niche because they're, they're not actually, they're not committed to any more than three or four podcasts. Mm. So they could go, they could quite delve yeah, quite far absolutely. into absolutely. the subject matter. Um, so that's probably a, easiest to do that as well, actually, yeah. because then it's not so overwhelming. Um, I was wondering, last thing, because I, I, I mentioned that they've got these questions to answer when they evaluate mm. themselves. And I thought we, I sort of, I, I, I mentioned the one about how did you ensure the podcast were produced with a professional approach, which I was not sure what that really yeah. meant. And I kind of need to understand that a bit more. But the other questions, and you, I, you could pick anyone to answer <laughs> if you like, or choose not to. You can just say, <laughs> no, we don't want to. You've, we had, you've had enough of our time now. But um what um, what were what were the most important skills that you used to create your podcast? How did you choose the subject for your podcast? And what creative devices did you use to connect your podcasts? I think we've, to a certain extent, circumnavigated all of those. To a, to a, but is there anything, if you were the pupils trying to answer those questions in in detail, is there anything that you would? that you would mention that we haven't spoken about. I'd, I'd read them Can again. Can you give me the first one, please, miss? The first one. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it after you read well, the third one. Wrong front of you, Kevin. Look, <laughs> yeah, no. in the wording is, I don't love the question. That's but, okay. <laughs> what, what, what were the important skills you used to create your podcasts? Good. Mm. Right. <laughs> um, I think an ability to have a conversation and to uh, basically not be afraid to get things wrong. So I know that's not a skill per se, but sort of not, because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So uh, it would often sort of freeze me. So that that that's basically just go for it. I know that's not a skill and that's probably not a very good answer. Izzy will give you a really pithy, really, really pithy, good answer. Really yeah, succinct. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but yeah, that that's, it's not a specific skill, um, but just not being afraid to, go out there and try it really that's not I know that's not yes, okay. great. That's, that's what I was saying before um, I just thought I'd give it a go and see what happens and we really enjoyed ourselves and so therefore we loved it so yes important skill number one is confidence in yourself yeah. something which I think is quite useful to say actually possibly because other people might be thinking this um, or note I used to hate the sound of my own voice I think everybody Absolutely does, right? Absolutely yeah. loads. I think most people do. Yeah. And therefore the worst thing, I mean, there was, as I, said, I didn't really want to do this with mm. you because I thought, you were oh slightly God, reluctant. it's going yeah. to be so cringy. Yeah. And then I started singing and stuff too. And, yeah. <laughs> Don't I know. And, <laughs> and I think it took a few episodes, but not that many. Yeah, you grew in confidence for me by to the suddenly third or fourth episode. I don't mind the sound yeah. of it after all. I mean, we It's do. not quite so awful. Um, and we're quite good together, actually, because I'll say something. I can't always put it into the right sort of phraseology or, or, the, or the right sentence. And Izzy will just say it properly, which is great. Well, also, sorry, the other thing about important skills is I knew that we had a really good backbone and I'm pointing at Mikey. Whatever stuff we end up coming up with, he might make it 
better. Fingers crossed. Maybe, Maybe we should put and maybe, so, uh, we should put an edit, unedited version out and an edited, edited version, version so everyone can just see side by side. Well, that would be really interesting. Hours, you might well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get yourself comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to extend that, do they? I do not. I don't want to intimidate the pupils with the amount of technical know-how that they will have to familiarise themselves with, but they will. And um, there is there is skill, but what is the most important skill with the with the production side of it, the edit and I don't know if this counts as a skill, but like, be just be quick. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you could uh, take, you know, it can either take you seven hours or it could take you 20 minutes. Like, there's that much of a difference between if you, if you learn it, if you, if you don't learn it properly and learn the shortcuts, like, go on the, um, I think whatever, whatever, whatever software it is, there's a little help bit, isn't there? And you can go and learn all the keyboard shortcuts, like, just. It's so annoying to do. I wouldn't do it if I was like 14 or whatever, but just do it because it will save you so much time. Um, but is the speed also about being able to make quick decisions about things and not agonizing over Yeah, it? true. I suppose that comes with doing it more. Just, you know, just practice. I don't know, maybe just if they want, I could send them, you know, like a file like this audio file after they listen to it or something. They can just have a go on the software, just mm. trying, you know, just practice on something. And for really good yourself with all the all the different buttons and yeah, I think that's it. Be quick and then learn you know learn what a noise gate is, learn what a compressor is. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> a noise gate. A noise gate is it just cuts out. You set a noise floor. So if I was to not speak, there'll be a certain level of ambient noise. You you figure out what that is. You set that level, and then whenever I'm not speaking, it will cut the audio completely. So you won't get like a background like sound uh a compressor does a similar thing but it levels your voice so as you're speaking it's going to go up and down like this as i go closer you to the mic and people will naturally do that yeah um a compressor just levels that out and this will all be in like whatever software you're using it will be if you just go on plugins it will be one of the top it'll be under amplitude and compression probably but they just need to play around with that and actually just play read, around with it, yeah. the advice and the how-to and yeah Oh, I've got one more question, which wasn't here, actually. And it's also not one they have You're to You're not evaluate. allowed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because, sorry, last time. <laughs> no, but they, you know, because they do need to know. One of the things is about how to use their voices effectively. Mm. Mm. Um, and unless they've had some sort of training in speech and drama or, you know, been, been to the Guildhall or whatever. Do you have any just basic advice for the way that they should, that they should, you know, try to, to, to speak? Is it just, just your normal tone and just let it happen or is there anything that you I mean these are really boring practical things but just remember to breathe honestly because when we're talking to each other we often we'll get ahead of ourselves so and we just have to take a breath and just pause for a second I'll often look I know it sounds odd but I'll look at Izzy just to see if she's ready to sort of interject or or disagree or agree um, and also just and these are really practical things but just make sure you have water as well because there's nothing worse than having a clammy mouth um, and just make sure they're not near any electric equipment. And 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 don't rush. People done. often when you put people in front of a microphone, I'm guilty of it. You just rush. You talk really fast, and I think that's nerves. Something that we always and do. I think when you notice we did it for this one too. It's always good to have a warm up. I yeah. do this when I interview people for film yeah. things. We don't start immediately. No, just actually talk like have a we did. Chat yeah. with them first because yeah. that helps technically anyway to get the levels right. But it also helps to actually just make the atmosphere feel a lot less. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. 
and you forget the microphones after a while as well because you just and also don't look down all the time if you've got notes which they will have and they're prepping don't always look down and talk down and don't look at anybody because you're interacting it's the whole point of it other people are listening into your interaction with the interviewee or you know if, if you've got a, um, a co-host so that's that would be my advice and also go to the toilet before you start recording <laughs> that's very practical <laughs> yeah that's very very practical it kind yeah. of helps too when you're it because you didn't you don't start from a completely blank state yeah. with a topic you you actually you have to sort of crowbar stuff a little bit yeah or realize that there's a segue yeah we love a segue and it's always nice to get to that point because it's like going on a journey and you're like oh okay i don't know where else to fill this with and then you get to the point where you're like okay this is this bit now and then it just gives you a bit of reassurance. You're like, okay, I can breathe. I know where I'm going. There's a direction. And so as much as it might sound, I don't know if it does sound utterly chaotic. It there is actually. There is order and there is prep and we're getting better at it, but we're still learning. Hmm. Um, and hopefully we'll still be in 10 years time. Oh God, 10 years time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just two years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Mike is actually produced One a week. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, well, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Oh, thank yeah. you. So, thank thank you, you, you so much for having me. It's been really fantastic. And Thanks. I've Thanks I'm for so asking grateful. us. And I know that the girls will be too. Amazing. Oh. Fantastic. Thank you. Fingers we, crossed we can do something. Should we have a sing along now? No? <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Good Stuff Podcast. Thanks again to Becky Hawkes from Headington Rye, Izzy, and Mikey. If you'd like to find out more about the RSL certificate in digital media skills, you can go to all the W's rslawards.com forward slash learn dash podcasting. We'll also post that URL on our Instagram page.